I've got a question for you. Are you a racist? <laughs> you probably weren't expecting that, but I'm dead serious. Are you a racist? Uh, a slightly different way for me to ask the question is, are you racist? Like most of you, I assume, if you're listening to this podcast, probably don't see yourself as a racist. But are you racist? I know that's an uncomfortable question, and my best guess is that if you're listening to this podcast, that your answer is probably no, that you're not a racist, that you're not racist. But for the next few minutes, I want you to suspend what you think you know about racism and let me guide you down a path to a better definition of what racism is and what it isn't. And then we're going to explore a brilliant new book by my friend and brother, Dr. Ibram Kendi. It's out today in bookstores everywhere, and it's called How to Be an Anti-Racist. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. When I was in college, all the way back in the Stone Ages, the older I get, and I start to look at the date, when I was in college back in 1997, that date is starting to get a very long way away. When I was in college back in 1997, there was a brother that lived in my dorm whose real name for the life of me I can't remember because we all called him Red, and I don't know if he made it past our freshman year there at Morehouse. But he had a short red afro. I believe he was from the Bay Area of California. He was definitely from California. And he was the only guy I knew who was as serious as I was on a daily basis. And I look back at my 17-year-old self. That's how old I was when I started college. I actually wish that I laughed and smiled and joked more as a teenager but I had been through so much, and when I got to Atlanta and got to Morehouse College in 1997, I was as serious as a heart attack every single day, and Red was just like that too. And the brother was brilliant. Now, see, I was a new Christian at the time, and Red was what's called a five percenter. Now, five percenters, if you're not familiar with what a five percenter is, it's a it's a form of religion. It's a lot of black nationalism, a little bit of nation of Islam. And at least as it was expressed on the college campus of Morehouse, it was a whole lot of debating with people. And Red, as I remember, used to ask us questions like this. And I remember him asking this question. When I first heard it, I was stumped a little bit. He said, you know Jesus wasn't a Christian, right? <laughs> you know Jesus wasn't a Christian, right? And so you have to understand, I'm a country brother from Versailles, Kentucky, and where I grew up, we didn't have a whole lot of conversations debating the merits of the Bible or debating the Bible itself. But I used to love talking and debating and dialoguing, not just with Red, but with all of these brothers who were five percenters, and they knew the Bible better than most Christians. And they would get so many of these young brothers all tied up with that question. You know Jesus wasn't a Christian, right? 
And, and when I hear the question and when I say it now, I laugh because, of course, he wasn't a Christian. But they would use questions like that to just spark a conversation. And it always worked. And so I have a question for you, just like that question that I just gave. It's not a trick question, but it is a thought-provoking one. What's the opposite of racist? Just think about it for a second. What's the opposite of racist? Now, I think for most of the country, particularly for the past 40 or 50 years, but doubly so over the past 10 years, the answer to this question of what is the opposite of racist, the answer to this question has always been some version of not racist. And we hear these phrases every day, I'm not racist. I hear that online, offline, in the media all the time. I'm not racist, or he's not racist, or she's not racist. The phrase that I hear a lot nowadays really makes me laugh. It's this phrase, I don't have a racist bone in my body. (laughs) Racism has nothing to do with your bones. In fact, you could be in the KKK and still not have any racist bones. Racism is not about your bones. Donald Trump's favorite statement now is this. I'm the least racist person you've ever met. (laughs) Like, it's all a version of the same thing of I'm not racist. I don't have racist bones. I'm the least racist person you've ever met. And again, all of this is just another form of not racist. But my friend and brother who is just brilliant, he is, I think, one of the smartest people I've ever met. He is a wealth of knowledge and information, but he's also just a kind, compassionate soul. Dr. Ibram Kendi, who has a brand new book that was just released today, called How to Be an Anti-Racist, says the opposite of racist isn't and never has been not racist. The opposite of racist is not not racist. Instead, the opposite of racist is anti-racist. And what Dr. Kendi states very clearly, and I, I have come to accept this, is that All of us, yes, you, all of us, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter where you come from, that all of us are either racist or anti-racist. Now, there are grades and versions, but there are really only two sides to this conversation. Either you are racist and you are supporting racist policies and practices either directly or indirectly, or you are proactively, consciously, knowingly, deliberately, purposefully anti-racist. What side are you on? Are you racist or are you anti-racist? Now, I know if you're listening to this, what side you probably aspire to be on. But where are you on that side? Are you racist or anti-racist? Either you are fighting against racism and racist systems and structures. 
either you are fighting against inequity or you are benefiting from it, either deliberately or passively. And Dr. Kendi says it this way. This is a quote from him, quote, the only way to undo racism is to consistently identify and describe it and then dismantle it. And that denial of racism, denial that racism exists, denial that you benefit from it, denial that systems and structures maintain it, denial that you've done anything to advance it. Dr. Kendi says this, this is another quote from him, denial is the heartbeat of racism. And I agree. But I need us to understand, particularly now in this moment, I need us to understand that this doesn't just apply to Donald Trump, although it really, really super applies to Donald Trump. We have to be careful that we don't somehow pretend as if racism and racist systems and structures and policies began when he started running for office and came down that escalator and threw Mexicans under the bus as being rapists and criminals and monsters and animals. Like racism and racist structures and policies in this country and in this world didn't begin when he came down that elevator. Didn't start when he announced that he was running for president. He didn't build mass incarceration. He didn't create the transatlantic slave trade. He didn't create any laws during Jim Crow. He didn't cause dozens of banks to discriminate, not against thousands or hundreds of thousands, but against millions of black customers taking out loans and lines of credit. He didn't do that. He didn't create the crisis of police brutality. He might have benefited from it. He might like it. He might support it, but he didn't create it. But because he finds himself, Donald Trump, in a perpetual state of saying that he's not racist, instead of being proactively anti-racist, all of those systems and structures and their legacy and impact, they all remain in place. But my question for you today, for all of us, is so much deeper than Donald Trump. And it's a question for you, and it's a personal question. And it's our action step for today. This may be the most introspective action step that we've ever had. And I want you to actually take it, all right? Don't skip past it. Don't think so highly of yourself that your immediate answer to this question is already clear in your mind. Are you racist? In any way, in your perceptions, in your understandings, in your worldview, in your philosophy, in your politics, in your finances, are you racist? Do you benefit from racist systems and structures, knowingly or unknowingly? Let me share this quote from Dr. Kendi again. I shared it earlier, but it's, it's a powerful quote. The only way to undo racism is to consistently identify and describe it and then dismantle it. 
do you mainly find yourself thinking of yourself as non-racist or are you regularly, proactively, consistently examining yourself and the systems and structures all around you and fighting against them and fighting against racism every way you know how? My, my dream for you, for the audience of this podcast, I want all of our listeners to be confidently anti-racist. I want to know that I know that I know that in all of my actions and thoughts every single day that I am anti-racist and I want you to be anti-racist. Now, we don't have a book club yet for the breakdown, but if we had one, and as I thought about this, that's not a bad idea. I think maybe we need to start that. If we had a book club for the breakdown, our first book would be How to Be Anti-Racist from Dr. Ibram Kendi. And I strongly, strongly suggest that you pick it up today. I'd love if you went to your local bookseller, if you walked there or drove there, took the train there, got there however you could and purchased it from your local bookstore. Or if you have to, order it online because I'd like for us to talk about this book together. And I'll create a way for us to talk, not just with Dr. Kendi, but with all of us. I think there's a way that we might be able to take your questions and really dig in on what it means to be anti-racist. Break it down. Thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love, love, love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. So please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast. And of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate you all so very much. Now, if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody.